that's not how you prepare. That's a blue yodel. You yodel, okay. Blue yodel. I don't know why I thought it was like the Om meditation, and I was like, that is not your vibe. It's a country meditation. It's a country meditation here down on the ranch. Welcome again to another episode of HNS Ranch Radio. This episode of Ranch Radio is brought to you by Texas Summer Tomatoes, straight off the vine. to take the time to thank our sponsor the heirloom tomato and uh i thought it also might be a good time to explain what is an heirloom tomato what is an heirloom plant well by definition an heirloom is a valuable object that has been passed along to a family for several generations and i'm sure you're wondering How is a tomato passed down from several generations because the shelf life of a tomato is only two weeks? Well, heirloom basically is a, uh, is a word used in agriculture to describe a certain kind of plant, like a fruit or a vegetable. And it's, it's used to describe a different kind of way of of plants and seeds and agricultural life. See, before the industrialization of, of agriculture, uh, plants plants were in had, were had a greater variety. There was a, a greater variety of, of different types of fruits and vegetables, and it, there was just a lot more diversity. And then the industrialization of of agriculture, fruits, vegetables created a monoculture and scientists began to explore how they could pump out more fruit and vegetables easier and they began hybridizing food and many of these companies also began to you know sell seeds to farmers and to people and uh, they created these hybrid uh, highly modified plants and vegetables with these seeds many 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 of these vegetables actually don't even reproduce seeds because they have uh, patents and uh, I guess more or less trademarks on their seeds now 
it's the intellectual property, the actual genetics of the seeds is owned by these scientists. So there's still the old school way of growing a plant that's not this hybridized designer plant um, that they have preserved these uh, older varieties that people still use today. And, um, you know, they say that... uh, that around 1950s, 1970s was when the hybrids really started to dominate. And, and now they're kind of pushing back on the culture and everybody wants to use the, the heirlooms. And um, there's a little argument of, of what makes something an heirloom plant. Some some people say it has to be a plant that's older than 100 years. Some people say it has to be a plant from before World War II. So there's a couple of different ways to categorize it. But basically... It just means it's an older plant, and uh, there are a lot of benefits of heirloom plants. Um, you know, some people say they're more nutritious and they taste better. Some people say that heirloom plants, you know, are better because they're they're open air pollinated, open pollinated, and they're not a uh, genetically altered or created in a in a lab. Um, they say there's more variety. They're less uniform. They just seem to also um, continue a tradition and a culture and a more back-to-the-earth way of growing a plant and a tomato. So there you have it, folks. Hope you learned what it means to be an heirloom tomato. Tomato. Play for me a melody as big as an apple tree. Play for me a melody as big as the sky. Play me a melody I can see a mile away. Play me a melody as big as the moon. Play me a melody as big as as a, as a pizza. 
Play me a melody as big as your heart. Music is love, and I love music. A melody is music to my ears. My big ears as big as an apple tree. My big ears as big as the moon. My big ears as big as my heart, as big as my brain, as big as my bones, as big as my melody, as big as the sky. The big sky. is a, a valuable object that has belonged to a family for several generations. And I wanted to know if you uh, had any heirlooms, Rick? I think that's crazy. One that you would call a group of tomatoes a family, and two that you said that they last like two weeks. So the generation, it moves so fast. It's insane. I'm going to let that settle down into your brain for a while as you look at the fast-paced history of the tomato while I talk about an heirloom that I have. And uh, when, I, when I do ranch radio, H&S Ranch Radio, I'm mostly always sitting in a rocking chair, if you can visualize. I'm sitting in a rocking chair with some headphones on my head and a microphone in front of me with a little pop screen. And uh, this rocking chair is actually, that I sit in every episode is a, is an heirloom. And it's a, my great, great aunt's rocking chair. So uh, I, I enjoy my heirlooms greatly. I try to use them as often as possible. What about those other things you mentioned? Any of that have any significance? You said pop, phones, and mic, riffone. Any significance? Microphone is a different kind of phone than a cellular phone or a telephone. Or headphone? Those are all from your family. Those are not mine. So it's a first-generation heirloom that, that you were bequeathed upon yourself. summer. There's grass. There's woods. There's grass in the woods. There's snakes in the grass in the woods. There's woods in the states. In Texas, there are snakes. The snakes slither through the glass You know what that reminds me of? 
That reminds me of uh, a summertime memory of mine. And probably for a lot of folks down here in San Antonio. Uh, when I think of the summer, I think of riding the Rattler at Six Flags. And uh, they, uh, they uh, put it out of commission in uh, 2012. But it was a very popular wooden roller coaster and it... Uh, used to be billed as the uh, longest and fastest roller coaster uh, when it was first built in the 90s. And uh, it, it, they say it shook, rattled, and rolled because you could see the roller coaster swaying as it went by because it was made of wood. Wood is more flexible than steel and iron. Um, and now they have an iron rattler. But everybody remembers, from, from my era, remembers riding the Rattler at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, down in San Antonio. Typically, at the end of our show, we give a little fortune. But we don't, we don't believe in those, in fortunes, in games of chance and fortunes and fortune cookies. And well, the definition of fortune is chance or luck as an external, arbitrary force affecting human affairs. Say it one more time. Chance or luck as an external arbitrary force affecting human affairs. Yeah, I don't buy into that. Well, actually, you know, the whole the whole randomness of fortunes and luck and, and attached to the fortune cookie, actually the history of the fortune cookie uh, is, it starts from Japan in Kyoto, there's a there's a temple that practices a tradition of having random fortunes, and they called those omikuji, um, and I just think it's very interesting because I think we forget it's it's random fortune. These cookies are based off of a random fortune, and um, you know the modern fortune cookie actually came from San Francisco and uh, kind of evolved into this fun, adventurous, random, uh, I don't know, I take them as advice or the thought for the day or just something to meditate on or just, you know, fortunes make, those fortune cookies make you laugh too sometimes. You get a funny fortune. So uh, I, try not, I try not to focus too much on taking it literally. 
Not me. I don't take any chances. I don't take any chances. We just went to Las Vegas and we hardly gambled. Hardly took any risks at all. I'm not that kind of guy that will just throw myself out into the, the tempest winds of hurricane fortune, misfortune. Well, I do have to say, when we went to Vegas, I lost 25 cents and you lost $19. So you gambled a lot more with higher stakes than I did. I was doing Wait a pennies minute. You got it backwards. And you were doing You got quarters. it backwards. You got it backwards. Let's try that again. You were at one video poker machine. I was at another video poker machine. We are enjoying delicious tropical drinks by a man who should have been coyote ugly with the way he was spinning things around. You recall, you put in $20 and you cashed out at eighteen ninety-five. I put in $5 and I cashed out at $0.25. Cents. So you actually have it backwards. You lost $1.05. Uh-huh. And I lost. You're just trying to get me to admit that I gambled, aren't you? Well, my point is you you lost a larger sum. Certainly. So you gambled more than I did. I gambled longer, but I gambled less. Because I was just entertained by the experience. I didn't focus on... I realized it was absurd which is why I I did penny slots, but I was mildly entertained by the absurdity. Not me. I was really in it for the win, and I was in it for the game and the risk, and I've got to come clean here. I do actually have a fortune to read tonight. All right, shoot. The road is our oyster. The automobile, our net. All right. I have a fortune as well. Okay. Red and black. You're okay, Jack. Red and yellow. You're a dead fellow. That reminds me of this ride I used to ride back in my younger days. Was it uh, called the Coral? It was called the Viper, the Veyron, the Mustang, the Diablo, the Thunderbird, the Burgini, the Bugatti, the Cobra, the Escalade, the Rover, the Pinto, the Jackrabbit, the Rattler, the Boa Constrictor, the Centipede, the Copperhead, the Cottonmouth, the Mambo, the Begin, the Ochistrodon, the Baby Snake, and other snakes that I know by names. Hey, uh, they're uh, coming out with a new ride that's uh, going to have uh, live snakes on the roller coaster. It's called the Cobra's Curse. Have you heard about that? No. I'd love to hear more. Uh, it's going to be at Bush Gardens. Well, what do you think about that? Having uh, live snakes on a roller coaster. Well, I guess it makes sense. I mean, animals want to thrill every now and then, too. So why not just 
give them a chance to experience some of the oh i you know i think i think snakes deserve to be entertained just as much as we do when we go and amused at amusement parks i think that they should make an amusement park for snakes and they they got the flea circus already. They got the ant farm. And you could they take got the your snake. Sea monkeys. I don't know what that. You could take like a. You could take your pet snake, to the snake amusement park, or like rescue snakes and rehabilitated snakes. You take them to the snake amusement park. They got the cat cafe. You heard of that one? Cats oh, drinking yeah. coffee with the. See, see, we had a huge problem down here in in uh, Texas with a, with a cat cafe uh, down in uh, Austin, it just turned the whole city upside down, this cat cafe, because it was actually built where they had a very famous piñata store. And it just, it just really tore up all Austin because everybody loved this piñata store and they thought... That they were gentrifying it with cat cafes. I know it's it's, but the cats run the town because cats make more of anything than anything else in the world. <laughs> cats make more of anything else in the world. Everything you've ever read was written by a cat. Every time you swipe a credit card, there's a cat between you and the satellite. In the place, in every transaction, in every node of information. All right, and with that, we are going to definitely just cut to the commercial break because uh, cut to we're, the cats. we're out to launch right now, and uh, we just, we're going to be getting back on track, folks. We just, we're really going out there. This man's a balloon, and I'm got him tied on a string called a called a microphone and a seat and some headphones. But uh, he's about to just don't. He's a feral human. Don't don't believe it. Don't 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 believe it. Don't believe it. Don't 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 believe it. Don't 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 don't. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Well, I had a question for you. Sure. We've been lo- talking a lot about snakes. You could say that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have snakes as pets. And a lot of people have all sorts of pets. And people are always saying, what do you like better? You like dogs or cats? And I was just wondering, what do you like better, snakes or worms? Um, Worms. Why is that? Um, the feeling of a worm crawling around, a slimy worm, is better than a than a slithering snake. You know, sometimes they, there's like some worms that are actually snakes and some snakes are actually worms. There's like a gray area between those. Like the other day, you thought you saw a snake crawling in grandpa on grandpa's, in the front of his house, and it was actually a worm, a really long worm. So what's the difference? Well, it's all about the level, the bond and the level of affection. What you get from your pet and what you can give to your pet. I feel like that bond is harder to um, 
achieve between a human and a snake and much easier between a, a human and a uh, slimy, slithering worm. That's funny that you you really have to say it's not just a worm, it's a sliming and slithering worm. Because, you know, I was kind of curious, what makes a worm a worm? I looked up the definition, it says, any of a number of creeping or burrowing invertebrate animals with long, slender, soft bodies and no limbs. It's just It's just weird that they use the word creeping, like, why do they have to do that? Why do they have to say creeping? I just feel like that's such a loaded word to use. I know they say soft, creeping. How do you know they're creeping? That's just the way they. That's just the way they transport themselves. Why does that have to be creeping? Well, they don't do it by teleprompter. What do they call that? The warp transport. Well, they can't walk, but you don't have to say creeping just because they can't walk. They're not traveling at warp speed. They're not warping along. In time and space, they're not traveling through time and space. I mean, they're creeping along the ground and rubbing rubbing against the grain, going against the grain. That's where it's exp- hard when you got a soft body. That's where the expression comes from. From a worm? Yeah, going against the grain. From a famous worm? Yeah.